Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out. Listen to an episode on your weaker top. What is it? Listen to episodes on your weaker topics. Okay. <laughs> Listen to episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Okay, episode 63. We apologise for our absence last week. We're really sorry. We were so busy that we just could not find the time. So we had to for once. The, the only time, hopefully, that we will ever miss a week. It's plant responses today. Yes. Okay. So last week we looked at taxis and kinesis, which was like how small organisms, small mobile organisms can s- survive and respond to their surroundings. So today we're looking at how plants can do the same thing. Organisms increase their chance of survival by responding to changes in their environment. In flowering plants, specific growth factors move from growing regions to other tissues where they regulate growth in response to directional stimuli. The effect of different concentrations of indolacetic acid, or IAA, on cell elongation in the roots and shoots of flowering plants as an explanation of gravitropism and phototropism in flowering plants. Just like us, plants have to respond to their environment in order to survive. They have to try and obtain as much light as possible, water as possible, minerals and ions out of the ground and know which way to grow, up or down, up obviously. Everything they need to be able to do for photosynthesis in order to survive. They have a response that they carry out, which is called a tropism. Tropisms are directional responses towards or away from particular stimuli and their stimuli as I just said, is everything that they would need for photosynthesis or for staying alive. So plants have tropisms, which are directional responses. So they are towards or away from the stimuli, whether that be light, water or whatever. So it's like when they face towards the sun. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. When they grow towards a stimulus, we call that a positive tropism. So plants should undergo a positive tropism towards light and water. If they grow away from the stimulus or in the opposite direction that the stimulus is acting, then that is a negative tropism. Plants will always exhibit a negative gravitropism because grow upwards. They grow upwards, but gravity is a downwards force. The only ones you need to know for A-level are light and gravity. So that's phototropism, light tropism, and gravitropism. So they're the only ones you need to be able to explain in detail. But it's it's probably still important, just from a wider context, to know that there is hydrotropism, which is towards water. There's a a chemitropism. There's also like a thigo. I think it's called a thigotropism, where it's like a, a touch thing. You know where plants can sometimes grow up walls or round things? Right, yeah. Or on things? That's responding to like a pressure 
okay. the cells. I don't know. I don't quite know how it works, but it's yeah. something to do with that. All of this is to do is basically to, is controlled by hormones within the plant. It can't be because of any kind of nervous response like it is for us or anything like that. It's, it's got to be based around the fact that the plant is producing growth factors or hormones that's allowing them to do it. The growth factors are a group of hormones called auxins. And that's what you learn at GCSE. You learn that auxin is the hormone that allows plants to grow away from light. So the shoots grow towards light. The roots grow in the direction of gravity, but the shoots grow in the opposite direction of gravity and that sort of thing. You learn that that is a, a called auxin, but at A-level you need to extend that a little bit. And there's one specific auxin called the indole acetic acid, which is IAA. Okay, and that is a specific growth factor that allows roots and shoots to grow in a tropism. What's also important to understand about plants is that their growth only occurs at the very tip of the roots and the shoots. For instance, in a shoot, the very, very tip of that shoot has what we call meristem cells. And those cells are the ones that are undergoing mitosis to divide and make more so that the shoot continues to grow. As the cells get older, they lose the ability to undergo mitosis. So they stop being meristem cells and just become part of the plant. They may become specialised in some way in terms of like becoming a xylem, part of the xylem or part of the phloem or whatever, but they stop being meristem cells. So it's only the very tips that have that ability to undergo mitosis. And obviously that's for growth. Okay, and it's those cells that actually produce the growth factor and the growth factor being produced at the very tip of the shoot of a plant has to then diffuse down into the rest of the shoot. So it will just move down and start to affect the rest of the cells. So the rest of the cells don't produce it. It's only produced in the tip and then it diffuses down into the rest of the shoot to ensure that them cells act appropriately towards whatever stimulus there is. Okay. What's also important to remember is that this growth factor, IAA, stimulates growth in shoots but inhibits growth in roots. So that they will... That rhymes. <laughs> stimulate growth in shoots, inhibits growth in roots so that they act appropriately. What we'll talk about then was we will look at the resource. So there's a resource on teachmescience.co.uk that shows this atropism a phototropism and it's the shoots growing towards light okay and we will talk about how it happens and why it happens so you can see in the resource that the light is coming from the left hand side so you can see that the actual shoot is curving in to the left mm -hmm. okay and it's because of the growth factor that's being produced in the very very tip of the shoot that allows it to happen so that diffuses down into the rest of the cells what happens is that the growth factor, depending on which, if it's the root or the shoot, but for this it's because it's a shoot, it stimulates growth in a shoot. You've got to think about which side needs to grow more so it will bend towards the light. The presence of this growth factor, this IAA, actually causes the cells on the shaded side to elongate and stretch. Right, okay. Okay. The response in a shoot is that the growth factor causes them to elongate in the presence of this growth factor, which means that the cell walls become stretchy and a bit saggy. 
and the cells get longer. What we're basically saying is it's the tips that produce the growth factor. The growth factor diffuses down into the rest of the shoots and it actually starts to collect on the shaded side. When you've got a higher concentration of it collected in one area, the bigger the response you're going to have. So the more stretched it becomes, the more stretched those cells become. Yeah. And because they become stretched and elongated, it causes the whole shoot to curve because they're elongating and growing faster than the light side, the lit side, because there's less growth factor on the lit side. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens in a positive phototropism. But then, of course, roots grow away from light. So shoots grow towards light. Roots grow away from light. So they exhibit a negative phototropism. IAA inhibits growth in the roots. What will actually happen is it will still accumulate on the shaded side. But remember that inhibits growth in a root. So the shaded side will not elongate as much. And actually the smaller concentration on the lit side will cause the cells to elongate more. Mm -hmm. So it will grow away from light and bend away from light because the side that is lit is actually going to be elongating and stretching and growing more than the shaded side and it will grow away. And then, of course, the other thing you need to know is just the idea of the gravitropism, which is growing away or towards gravity. So obviously shoots grow up, up, which is against gravity, and roots grow down, which is with gravity. So roots exhibit a positive gravitropism because it's in the direction of gravity towards gravity mm -hmm. yeah whereas shoots do the opposite okay what's going to happen here and it's important to remember is that the growth factor again is only going to be produced at the root tip it's going to diffuse into the rest of the root and then it's going to start to accumulate on the lower side of the root so on the bottom now remember what does iaa do in a root inhibit or stimulate Stops it. Stops it, okay? So if the IAA, the growth factor, if that starts to accumulate on the bottom of the root, then the bottom of the root isn't going to grow as quickly as the top of the root. So if you've got one root, the growth factor is going to start to accumulate on the bottom and the high concentration of it is actually going to stop growth. A low concentration makes growth happen. So these are going to grow more, causing it to grow down. The cells on the top of the root are going to elongate faster, more, causing the whole thing to grow downwards and bend downwards, which is in the in the direction of gravity. And then opposite of that in a shoot, obviously it grows against gravity. So it's still going to accumulate on the lower side of the shoot, but that causes a stimulus that stimulates growth this time, doesn't it? So in a shoot, it stimulates growth. It will still accumulate on the lower side, but that will actually stimulate the growth of the cells on the lower side so it starts to grow up yeah, away from gravity. It is quite confusing when you've got to th remember the way the growth factor behaves differently in roots and shoots. Mm -hmm. A little bit more there. So just to talk about the elongating, the reason why older cells are not affected by the IAA or don't produce it or, or whatever so as much is because they become more rigid and it's the younger cells that tend to be more plastic 
or more easily manipulated by things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Their ability to become stretchy and saggy and so on. And the hypothesis behind it, they're not 100% sure, but it's called acid growth hypothesis. So they think that the active transport of hydrogen ions from the cytoplasm into the cell wall actually makes a cell more plastic and more more able to elongate. So something to do with hydrogen ions being in, present in the cell wall gives it that ability to stretch and elongate more when that growth factor is there. That way, of course, the plants can very, very quickly respond to that stimulus the younger they are, which is why it's roots and shoots and so on. We're talking about the ends of roots and shoots, which are fairly young cells. Do you want to whiz through that just one more time? Where you say more things and I say less things, or uh, yeah, you can do. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, we're in a shoot. Which side, or in a root and a shoot, it doesn't really matter. The shaded so, side. The shaded side. Okay. <laughs> so, in a phototropism, where does it accumulate? Always the shaded side. Always the shaded okay? side. So, in a shoot, what does that mean is going to happen? It's going to bend towards the light. It's going to bend towards the light because. The cells on the shaded side are going to elongate yes. and become longer and the ones in the shade just stay the same. Well, they're not that they necessarily stay the same, but they don't elongate as quickly. Oh, OK. OK, so brilliant. There's going to be like um, an imbalance of elongation of the and cells. So the side that's shaded is going to grow faster so it can no longer support itself growing up. It has to bend and it bends yeah. towards the light. Mm-hmm. OK, well done. Remembering then that a high concentration where it's accumulating stimulates the elongation more. However, in a root, it's still going to accumulate on the shaded side. But what does that mean in a root? It's going to still bend. It's just going to bend downwards. Right. Why? Because the upper side is getting more. The top of it's getting more. Getting more what? IAA. Ah, no, it's not. It's still accumulating on the shaded side but that inhibits the growth in a root so the more IAA present in a root the less less elongation and the less IAA the more elongation so it's the opposite of a shoot if that makes sense but it grows but it grows down away from the light because the light side grows faster because there's less IAA in those cells but the root still grows. Yes, but and downwards. So it's all about concentrations of the growth factor. So in a shoot, the higher the concentration, the more elongation. But in a root, the higher the, 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 higher the concentration, the less, the less elongation, the less growth. Yeah. Okay. So actually, the lower the concentration of it, the more elongation. Does that make sense? Yes. And then it grows down instead. Yes. Away from the light or curves away from the light. And then with the gravitropism, it always accumulates on the lower side, which for a root... Because it's the opposite. Yeah, is good. So all the IAA accumulates on the lower side. So there's no hardly any elongation on the lower side. Loads on the upper side. So it curves down. Okay, so it imbalances it and pushes it down. Whereas a shoot, it accumulates on the lower side, which actually makes it grow more on the lower side. So it grows up. 
exam questions tend to be around investigations and things like that. So what's important to say before we do the exam questions is the fact that there's always been a lot of investigation into these hormones and these growth factors. So like if you've got a shoot and you cut off the tip and then you remove the tip, so you cut it and remove it, will there be a response to any kind of stimuli if you remove the tip, the shoot or a root? No, because that's where it starts. That's where yeah. it is at the beginning. What's made in those cells? The hormone. The hormone, the growth factor. That's where it's produced, right in those tip cells. But actually, if you cut off the tip and then place it back on, will there be a response? I think yes. Yeah. I think yes, because you've asked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yes, there will be, because the growth factor can still diffuse. Even though those cells have been cut, they can still access them, can't they? So the growth factor can still move into those cells. So yeah, it will still affect it, as long as it doesn't fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So should we look at some exam questions? Yeah. Okay. So question one is one mark. IAA is a specific growth factor. Name the process by which IAA moves from the growing regions of a plant shoot to other tissues, one mark. I do not remember. How does the hormone move from the tip down into the other cells? Diffusion. Exactly. (laughs) It's always a good go-to answer. Yes. Question two. When a young shoot is illuminated from one side... IAA stimulates growth on the shaded side. Explain why growth on the shaded side helps to maintain the leaves in a favourable environment. So am I saying that they're going to elongate? Yes. They're going to elongate. Yeah, and what does that cause the shoot to do? It makes the shoot lean towards the whatever it is favouring the yeah. sun. Exactly, the light, exactly. So it causes the plant to bend or grow towards the light. One mark. Why is that good for the leaves of that shoot, of that plant? Because they'll get all the good stuff that they need. For? Growing and uh, making food. Which is called? Respiration. Or? (laughs) Photosynthesis. Do you want to say photosynthesis again? Because the way you've just said it, it sounds really evil. <laughs> photosynthesis. <laughs> photosynthesis. Thank you. Yeah, so the light is required for photosynthesis. That's your second mark. It's mm-hmm. good. Good questions. Question three. Give one similarity and one difference between a taxis and a tropism. Taxis goes towards the light goes towards what it likes. Which Texas is also what a tropism does. It's going to go towards what it likes. And a tropism does that as well, so that's a similarity. Yeah, good. So to put that in more sort of biological speak, they're both directional responses. Right. Yeah? So they both respond to a stimulus. In the case that you just said, they go towards it, but they might also go away from it. But, yeah, they're both directional responses. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, difference? So if you remember what a taxis is, it was actually like a whole woodlouse or a whole louse or a whole maggot yeah, physically moving towards that stimuli. So the whole organism moved, whereas a tropism is a growth towards it, not a okay. actual physical yeah. get up and move to it. Okay, It's a growth in the direction of it. Does that make sense? So that's a good difference. 
So that would be two marks if you got both those. I think we need the resource then as well now. Do you want to read the information with the question? And then there's a table. Okay. Scientists investigated the response of the roots of pea seedlings to gravity. They took three samples of seedlings, A, B and C, and placed them so that their roots were growing horizontally. The root tips of each sample had been given different treatments. After a set time, the scientists recorded whether the roots of the seedlings had grown upwards or downwards and the amount of the curvature. The table shows the treatment they gave to each sample and their results. Yeah, so treatment A, nothing. They left it, they just left it to grow horizontally. B, they removed the tip. And C, they removed the upper half of the tip. And then it tells you the results. So where there was no treatment, it grew downwards at a curvature of 60 degrees. Where they removed the tip, it continued to just grow horizontally. There was no curvature at all. And where they had removed the upper half of the tip... It only did half of it. It only grew half the curvature downwards. Yeah, good. Those results seem legit. Yeah, or made up. A, so question four. <laughs> question four A, so there's two parts to this, and it is two marks, this first bit. Suggest how indole acetic acid, or IAA, could have caused the results for treatment a, two marks. Well, didn't it just grow naturally? Yeah. So where does the IAA move to when it's in a root? So it collects on the lower side. Yeah. What does that do? Does that cause it to grow more or less in a root if it collects and there's a high concentration? It's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. So which side is going to grow? The other side, the top. The top. The top's is going to elongate more. Yeah, and that makes it go down. To grow down, okay. So one mark for IIA moves to the lower side or more IAA on the lower side. Second mark, the lower side grows less or slower. The upper side grows more or faster. It inhibits growth on the lower side. So they were all the marking points for the second bit, which we explained. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what about treatment C? Half of it was cut off, so it only grew a half. Yeah, so there's less growth factor for but it. But it still did grow. It still went downwards, but it, because it's only got half the amount of IAA being produced, it only curved half the amount. Mm -hmm. So the marking scheme says one mark less IAA. You could also probably say half the amount of IAA. And then the second mark, the lower side grows more or faster or less inhibition on the growth of the lower side. The reason why it's only curved half is because the lower side can elongate twice as fast because it's got less IIA than the than treatment A. Yeah. Does that make it's sense? It's not been inhibited as much. As much. It can withstand the elongation on the upper side more. Yeah. And then obviously B, it doesn't ask you about B. But if you completely remove the tip, there isn't going to be any growth factor to allow it to respond to a stimuli. So it's just going to keep growing straight. Shall I do the roundup? We Plants need light and water for photosynthesis and will respond to these factors in the environment to increase their chances of survival. These responses are called tropisms. Tropisms are defined as directional growth responses to a stimulus. If a tropism is positive, then the growth is towards the stimulus. If it is negative, then the growth is away from the stimulus. 
The phototropism is a response to light. Shoots grow towards light, therefore show a positive phototropism. Roots grow away from light, showing a negative phototropism. A form of the hormone group called auxin, named indolacetic acid, or IAA, is the growth factor that controls tropisms in plants. IAA is produced in the cells in the very tip of both roots and shoots, and it diffuses along them to other cells. In shoots, IAA moves to the shaded side, causing a higher concentration. In shoots, IAA stimulates growth. Where there is a higher concentration, the cells begin to elongate, becoming more stretchy and plastic. This occurs on the shaded side faster, causing the shoot to bend towards the light. In roots, high concentrations of IAA inhibit growth. It still accumulates on the shaded side, but the cells on the lit side elongate faster as there is a lower concentration, so the root bends away from the light. A gravitropism is a response to gravity. Shoots grow against gravity, therefore show a negative gravitropism. Roots grow in the direction of gravity, showing a positive gravitropism. In roots, IAA moves towards the lower side of the root. As IAA inhibits the growth in roots, the cells on the upper side of the root elongate faster as there is a lower concentration. This causes the root to bend in the direction of gravity. In shoots, IAA still moves towards the lower side, but high concentrations stimulate growth. So cells in the lower side elongate faster, so the shoot bends against the direction of gravity. The acid growth hypothesis is the explanation for why IAA affects the cell walls of younger cells, allowing them to stretch and elongate. The hypothesis suggests that hydrogen ions are actively transported into the cell walls, making them more plastic and able to stretch and elongate. This does not happen in the older cells, as the cell walls are more rigid. So, got any takeaways? My takeaways are, the shoots and the roots are always opposites. Yeah. So the shoot is always going to grow up, and the, shoot, the root's always going to grow down. In the shoot, it's going to collect on the shade at the top, and bend towards the light. And in the root, it collects underneath, and it grows at the top and it bends down. If you cut off the tip, then it will do, it won't bend anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because there's no growth factor. Excellent. Um, Thank you. <laughs> the wider reading, because it's still September, is still The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat by Oliver Sacks. It's a book about a neurologist who basically just talks about experiences he's had with different patients. Quite a good one, really, for people who maybe want to apply for medicine and to start of sort of looking at books like that that basically give the life story of somebody who's been in the job a long time. I think one of our wider readings one month should be Grey's Anatomy. I'm not sure how relevant it would be to A-level biology, like the stuff that comes up in Grey's, like how often does like an operation become relevant to something you're studying? I'm not sure how relevant it would be, but I mean, what does it show that... Oh, right. Your ability to watch Grey's Anatomy extensively or your ability to wider read around the subject of biology. I don't know what <laughs> you're proving to anyone there. <laughs> Not that I'm knocking Grey's Anatomy. I'm the biggest Grey's Anatomy fan. Dream pod, that would be, wouldn't it? 
dream pod. Anyway, uh, how can the lovely people get in touch? If you'd like to contact us, we have a website which you can go to that's got all of our resources, our episodes are on there as well. That's teachmescience.co.uk. You can also, if you wanted to, you could drop us an email, teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. We've also got Twitter, at teachmebiocast. On Instagram, we are at teachmebiologycast. And you can also show us some support if you would like to do that. And you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology, I believe it is. Also, should we talk about the other thing we might be doing soon? Yes, we can. Yeah, but I don't know how relevant it is to listeners of this particular podcast, if that makes sense. Like, if you're listening to this, you don't need the other. So but we are to tell other people. going to launch a second podcast very soon, within the next few weeks, in fact. Instead of doing A-level biology, we are doing GCSE biology. That doesn't mean that we're not going to be still doing this Oh, one. no, no. Still we, doing this, this, is our, this is our pride and joy. But we are working in partnership with the school where we work to produce a, a second podcast for GCSE Biology for our students there and all the students all over the country. And the world. Possibly the world. So we're getting into that now. And that is Teach Me GCSE Biology. biology. So if you're listening to this and you're an A-level student, you might want to just let your younger brother and sister know that, that, that we can also help them as well. Yeah, that would be nice. Thank you. Was that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell, yeah. Quite a normal sounding bell this week. That's better, much better. How do you feel about being taught GCSE biology after being taught A-level biology? I feel really good about it. I feel like I'm going to get an A-star in GCSE biology. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to have more information than even needed to give. You're going to say, what do you remember about this? And I'm going to go, wow. <laughs> you couldn't see the effect that she had there, but she put her glasses right up her nose as if she was super bright and touched the ends. I like your headband, by the way. Thank you. It's from Boots. It was £7.50. pence. Wow. It's a bit tight, though, you know, that gives you a headache sometimes. So, you're feeling good about the new pod? I think it's going to um, be easy pod. I feel like the learning bit will be easy, but it's going to be just as much editing and stuff. Of course. Um, yeah, but I But think... also, what about when you have to learn chemistry and physics? Uh, GCSE? Yeah. Probably won't like it as much. I uh, <laughs> probably won't like it at all. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We better go anyway, because we've got to do another one. My name is Sarah Matthews. And I am Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me A-Level Biology. We're not changing the name. <laughs> no, just teach me biology. This has been teach me biology. Because <laughs> it's like the OG pod. We've got oh, yeah, to just okay. keep calling it teach me biology. This has been teach me biology. You definitely, definitely, definitely. will have one last Absolutely. week. I know the episode before I made that joke at the end and I was like, you might, you might not. And then actually you didn't. So I think my scudded it. Yeah. So you definitely will hear us next week. Bye. 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 Thank you.